I've got about 10 seconds to tell you about how you can get two-for-one tickets for top draw comedy nights near you thanks to our friends at the TV channel Dave at absoluteradio.co.uk. Also, I've got to tell you about how you can win a five-night trip to the New York Comedy Festival while you're there, too. But I've run out of time. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Guess what? What? It's um, not the weekend podcast. Oh. With uh, Frank Skinner, Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. Mm. Um, through the Absolute Radio brand. <laughs> Is it through the auspices of Absolute Radio? It isn't this week. Um, they ran out of auspice. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was sort of a pun there. We'll, we'll leave it there, shall we? Yeah, mm. yeah. I think just about got away by, the, by my fingernails. Mm. Um Oh, too many eggs. That's my trouble. I'm still recovering. Oh, yeah. So, um... Too much chocolate. I'll tell you what I am recovering mm-hmm. from. Uh, this something that now has started to ruin my life. Oh, God. She hasn't come out of the woodwork, has she? <laughs> <laughs> no, she's... Uh, it's well nailed, that lid. <laughs> um, I, uh, I'm having a, quite a lot of problems at home. Oh, <laughs> with um, with my duvet. Oh, oh, I'm oh, relieved. Okay. Now I, I don't know what it is. I don't know what the problem is. My duvet is like a double duvet. Is that normal? There's two duvets inside the duvet cover. Oh, oh whoa, whoa, whoa! No, whoa, that's not normal. Whoa. No, is that wrong? They're bottomed bottom together. I mean, it's, it, I, I suppose it's just a way <laughs> they of buttoned together. Yeah. I've never seen the like of this. Have you, Alan? I've never heard of such a thing. No. I think it's just like additional toggage. It's a du- it's a double duvet. Oh, I'm sorry, Frank. Forgive me. I know what you mean. So it's for it's like a seasonal thing, isn't it? It's seasonal. Yes, yeah. I, I am with you. So obviously, at the moment, it still has its winter layers. So there's two there's mm. two duvets in there, but it, two duvets posing as a as a one mm. goose. Um, maybe later. <laughs> I can't reach you from here. <laughs> anyway, um, what happens is during the the cleaner comes on Tuesdays to her, our house and does a, a lovely job with the duvet. It's, it's immaculate after. Mm. And then every night the duvet starts to move about a bit further. It's it it it's like an escape. So there's there's the bottom bit has got bits of duvet. Sticking between the bottoms, you know what I mean, like a hernia. If you can imagine a yes. duvet with a hernia, yeah. Yeah, it's like yeah. escaping cake mix or something. Yeah, I know that. Or look. like when people that stuff that people squirt into their um, the gaps in the wall, you know that sort of bubbling. Oh yeah, it, it looks yeah. like that. So what happens is you end up with a duvet which has a very uneven. So there's a big thick pile of duvet at one mm. end, which is basically like sleeping under a donkey, uh-huh. <laughs> and the other one is just a duvet cover. Yeah. What you you've got bunching, Frank? Yes. Yeah. It's bunching as what, what you've got. Uh, what does one do about that? I'll tell you exactly. That doesn't what involve you do. doing anything. Well, I, well, I'm quite forensic. I will climb inside the duvet like a sort of bomb disposal expert. <laughs> You'll get inside the cover. Yeah, it's like a boudoir sort of tent. I put it above my me. head. I spend oh, a lot of time down there. You'd look like a bit, a bit like <laughs> a, a, you know Kylie's look for I can't get it out of my head or whatever it's called. <laughs> that kind of she looks like she's emerging from a did some I say, sort of bed linen. I'm sorry, you're right. Did I say boudoir? You did. Can I tell you why I do that? 
It's Bedouin, isn't it? I thought it was Bedouin. Yes, but... it is. But the reason I say Bedouin is that he was Shirley Bassey's ex-boyfriend that I knew as a child. So I grew up thinking you pronounced it that way. Oh, oh where, did, where did Bedouins Bedouin. come into this? It was like <clears> a Bedouin <throat> tent, and I pronounced it Bedouin ah, because I, I used a to know Bedouin tent. Bedouin. I've never heard of but See, Bedouin. You're you losing. Correct. And what you're doing there, you're losing the pun on bed. I know. It's terrible. You're so right. right. See, the French, mm. obviously, they blow any any possible joke out the water. I blame Shirley Bassey. Um, for, all, for so many for things. For so many things. So, yeah, sometimes I just think an internal investigation is the only way. Well, it's and funny my doctor said that to me last <laughs> yeah, week. I'm still say. waiting for the results of that package. <laughs> Frank sent some in the post. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Once you've done the internal investigation... And then Thank you- God I didn't have to lick a stamp. It was, a, it was an already, uh, <laughs> it was an already addressed envelope. Sorry, M. Then you can establish where the issues are. I know what you mean, Frank. It's like Britain's fattest man when he's lost weight. The folds, yeah, yeah but it's all yeah, it's, it's only one. Oh man, it really. And I wake up either cold or I wake up piled high. You need to. You're going to have to stand on the bed, stand, mm-hmm. uh, and you need to hold the pointy ends taut. Yeah, well, so you need I to don't, get purchased. I don't have that kind of span. <laughs> I can't hold both. So it was normal double. You've got that span. You've it's a king size bed. Oh, oh, is it? Yeah. Hang on. Have you got a king size bed and a double sized? No, no. King size bed. King size duvet. King size duvet cover. Right. That's I've... the rules. Because it sounds to me like your uh, your your quilt is smaller than your duvet. What are you out of your mind? If it's bunching up in the corner. <laughs> Surely you want. Oh, see, I never used to have this in it. When I grew up, mm. we used to have sheets, blankets, and yeah. an eider down. Oh, talk talky guest house. Very they were heavy on you, weren't they? they Cold were weather, it'd be an uh, army greatcoat. Really? Yeah, on top. I was going to say, you should just put all. You know, you said once on this that you've got a lot of suits that you don't actually wear. You sleep in them. Just put all the suit jackets on top of the bed. Just wear them. <laughs> just get to bed wearing like about pajamas. four suits, like a, like a Russian doll. <laughs> No, I don't like a, I don't like a trouser in bed. And the thing is that um, <laughs> we know. How can we know this about you? It's no, but I don't like that. But no, it's um, <laughs> I that's the overcoat was a brilliant idea because what's yeah. the point of being cold and having an overcoat hanging there? Well, yeah. that's true. No point hanging there if they can be useful. This is how the community program replaced um, capital punishment mm. on the same theory. <laughs> you see, I think you need um, some Velcro application. Get your cleaners. Yes, on either side. That's what you That'd need. That'd be quite handy in bed, actually. I could say to Kat, no, 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 it's the Velcro. <laughs> oh. oh, my God. Well, they were, they, oh. were held, they were held together by enormous um, safety pins. Because one night I grabbed the duvet. Oh, a strange big nappy. <laughs> yeah, I well, grabbed the duvet, the corner of the and and one went like about an inch and a half into my um, hand. Mm. I say inch and a half. It broke the skin. Mm-hmm. But see, you can't sleep with a safety pin in the dupe. Anyway, look, I, you know, but I really, if anyone has got any answers to this, I would love to, because it really, re- there's nothing worse than being woken up by an unruly duvet, is there? Couldn't you have another duvet on the bed next to the floor? Like, on the floor, just by it, and then if you wake up in the night and you've got just the sheets, you just sort of roll over and pick up another duvet. <laughs> i tell you what worries me about that. I, so I have got a spare duvet downstairs, mm-hmm. but um, I used to have... Two duvets. That's what I call the row duvet. No, no, mm-hmm. it, I, sometimes I would have it, and then I'd say to Kathy, you have, you have the donkey duvet, I'll have this one, and we'll be fine. 
Yeah. But then you get someone stay in that moment when you have to give up your duvet for yeah. them. I, I despise them. I despise right. them for making me do that. So I'm better to not have it. Get inside, Nick. I'm shocked. Do you two never get inside the duvet? I've never been inside no. a duvet you, cover Alan? in my life. No, I, I spend a lot of time there. Do you? Yes. I'm that Weekly, tempted. I'd say. Do you pop on like a miner's headlamp or something at first? <laughs> Do you, uh, I, I crawl around in there like an animal. Are you part of an experimental theatre group? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you had to ask that. That all my life I have been. I find that no, anyway, it's it's a problem. Or you and, could sleep in your onesie. I know you've got too a onesie. hot. Too hot. Yeah, I've, I can't. I can't slumber in an acrylic. I tell you what, I do like that point in the summer when the weather's getting too hot and you take the duvet out and just sleep under the duvet cover. That's what we sometimes I've do. I've never done that in my life. I, there's no such nice. thing. I'm, I'm cold every night. I don't care. Me too, Frank. Oh, really? I'm very warm-blooded. I slept in the Sahara Desert once. I was still a bit co- cold in the night. It gets quite cold in the Sahara. Take the wrong tog with you. <laughs> I took Victor Abugu with me, the international um, rugby player. Is that true? And we had a nice little house to sleep in. Little, well, it, it was. You wouldn't call it a house, but it was. A, it was a habitation, and we, we we were supposed to be sleeping in there. Me and Victor. Uh-huh. He's, uh, do you know Victor's an enormous man, like oh. many rugby players? Do you not know Victor? <laughs> no. Anyway, Victor said, "I'm just popping to the toilet." Was this an ensuite? Well, we couldn't stay. We couldn't stay. He couldn't stand it. I mean, oh, really? imagine me. We ended up, even though it was mosquito um, and with malaria, we ended up sleeping outside. Under a loose net. Because he'd been. <laughs> he'd been and we couldn't we couldn't breathe. He rendered a whole house unlivable. I'll tell you, never. It, it, what, if a professional rugby player says, I'm just nipping to the ensuite, you've got to take him down like a rider. <laughs> <laughs> Not easy. They train for that. No, exactly. He was a, it, oh, man, he's a powerhouse in so many ways. <laughs> Certainly, if anything, powered by me, say. Anyway, um, have we heard from the outside world? We have. We have. And we have an email that uh, I would like to read, um, titled Crush of the Century. Oh, Um, Nicholas Parsons. uh, 18 Derbyshire. I have been working... I don't know what that means. 18 Derbyshire? I don't know what that bit means. (laughs) How small is Derbyshire nowadays? (laughs) I thought that was a cut and error, but I think it's part of the email. 18 (laughs) Derbyshire. It's like number one London. (laughs) It is. (laughs) Where the Duke of Westminster lives. What a great address. 18 (laughs) Derbyshire. There's only about 25 houses in Derbyshire. Yeah. That's someone really important in Derbyshire. I have been working through the backlog of podcasts and shows and have realised I have developed... Working through? (laughs) Yeah, it's a chore, isn't it? Don't make it sound like such an ordeal. That sounds like me under the duvet, (laughs) if you know what I mean. It does a bit. (laughs) I've been working through the backlog of podcasts and shows and have realised I've developed a crush upon Emily Dean. Oh, hold up. Despite... (laughs) Crushing the sentry. Oh, hang on. Despite never having seen a picture of her or having oh, heard of her well, before that, the show. That's clear. That up. No offence intended. Loads taken. I have <laughs> since refused to Google her image as I quite like the image of her. I have refused to Google her image <laughs> as I quite like the image of her which is put across in the show. Oh. I'm not insinuating I'd be disappointed. Oh. No. Jed Dixon. Jed? Jed. Jed? Jed. Well, we had an email from old Jed. 18, Derbyshire. <laughs> oh, do you know, that sounds like it could be a state. Say Jed, how you doing? I well, think it could I'm be his age. Plum tuckered. You're plum tuckered? Isn't that some kind of a dessert? <laughs> no, no. Tuckered means exhausted and plum is an intensified adverb. 
<laughs> little uh, extract oh. from the Wild West Adventures of little, Jed. Little extract from uh, Christmas Future for me, apparently. <laughs> Intensified <laughs> adverb. Who'd have thought? Yeah. Oh, he's smart. Oh, I knew that. Yeah. Those so, are the Warwick years. No, no, like, I, I, tell um, what, I tell you what I admire about Jed is that he um, he's resisted the Google. And I, yeah. I've started doing yes. that now with like films and things. I find out as little as I can. I saw Hunger Games mm-hmm. uh, oh. last week, and there's a lot of reviews and stuff. Mm. I noticed in Time Out magazine, which is a London listings magazine, um, a three-star review, which would have put a lot of people off. And I thought, see, I don't want to know anything. I just want to turn up. Mm-hmm. Of course, I loved it. Good. Totally loved mm. it. Uh, but I, can, I like the idea of getting a crush on someone who you've only ever heard. Have you ever seen The Matter of Life and Death when uh, David Niffen is a, a, a fighter pilot yes. about to crash and he speaks to the woman on ground and they kind of fall for each other? Mm. Oh, no, that sounds good. Yeah. Oh, I recommend it. It's a brilliant movie. But um, I can... It's I like pre um, 901 numbers, basically. Oh, OK. No, but I can see, because he's, he's done it the right way around. He, he hasn't been lured in by your sexual uh, charms. He's been lured in by your personality and your... Um, your, your vocal Tom Brumbra. I've won him over. Yeah. Well, I can I say, Jed, as Peugeot once said, the reality is even better than the dream. Oh, Frank! That's you know nice, that's so nice. Um, I think it's best to keep it this way, Frank. <laughs> Do you? I don't think we should sully the waters with photographs. But, but you haven't even seen Jed. Jed might be a honk and a half. Well, can what I just say, Jed? that old timer. When you said Jed might be a honk, because of your accent, it sounded like a honk. Like <laughs> Jed might smell a bit. <laughs> like that rugby player. <laughs> he wouldn't smell like that. <laughs> I like the idea of residing at 18 Derbyshire. Well, exactly. <laughs> I can see me there. A bit I like Maggie look. Smith in Downton Abbey. How do you feel if I'm right, though, and it means he's 18 and in Derbyshire? No problem with that. <laughs> Maybe not it's a lo- uh, not related to Eileen Derbyshire, who plays uh, Emily... Uh, Bishop in Coronation Street. Oh. Maybe. Oh. He's her 18th. That so. wouldn't work as much of an aphrodisiac, no. I have to say. <laughs> well, a bit tenuous, the showbiz connection celebrity there. Celebrity link, always good. Well, I'm, I'm intrigued now. What about if you two are absolutely, if you are the soulmate thing, and you're not going to find out now because... Well, old Jed Dixon. Yeah. <laughs> well, i got a lot of time for old Jed. See, Jed, where you been? Well, oh, Jed, you know... Chief running ward had a bit of an uprising. <laughs> what, at his age? Um, <laughs> there are there are a few in the mix at the moment, I won't lie. Oh. Yeah, and he could add his name to the list for consideration. Blimey. Contender ready. <laughs> Gladiator ready. <laughs> Crush of the century. <laughs> Thank you, okay. Jed. What um, else? Pass on your details to the team here. <laughs> yeah. You'll be on the list. We have a waiting list. You know when we, uh, we, we are seeing other people. List. You know when we get emails. No, but there's one that's like, got to the top, so we'll have oh, to see. Really? Yeah, yeah. When we get emails from like Australia and South Africa and stuff, I always sort of have half a mind of thinking, oh, we'll probably tour the show and do some live shows one day. <laughs> do you think we should start with Derbyshire? <laughs> 18 Derbyshire. Oh, Frank, I can say that when I get the phone. 18 Derbyshire. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be good. I'm intrigued now by his top of the list. Because the landline ring will we'll lockmark that. Yeah. <laughs> That's brunch sorted. Yeah. Um, so we've also had another email in. 
And this email is from Kelly. She says, Dear Frank, Emily and Alan, all your talk of days gone by recently has obviously sent me back in time to the 70s. All my talk of days gone by. (laughs) That's what these shows become. It's like something from the people's friend. (laughs) I saw a man the other day selling fizzy drinks or pop, as we used to call it, from a van. Was he selling the crush of the century? (laughs) (laughs) And when I got home... Fizzy drinks from a van? I thought that had died out. Yeah. We used to have a thing called the Alpine Pop Man. Did oh, you? Right. There used to be two litre bottles of mm. pop. I mean, that's a big bottle. That really is. Yeah, and uh, you could. We, we used to use them for ant colonies. No? <laughs> and. Um, well, what is your favourite? You strike me as an orange aid type. Well, it was the only pop company I've ever come across that sold pineapple aid. No, no. Oh, that sounds nice, Frank. Yeah. Oh, I feel like I missed out in my childhood. It was, or it, that was my favourite. Or in France, of course, it would be uh, Ananas Aid. Lovely. Oh, did you go to France when you were a kid? No. Oh. <laughs> I thought you so might have to France. We went to Rill <laughs> once, and we went to um, Kinva. What, what are these places? <laughs> Rill's in Wales. Kinva was about ten miles away from where we lived, but there was a river. Oh, was there? Mm, I think there was a river. Oh, anyway. did you just set up tents by the river I like it Frank I haven't finished this email yet oh sorry so then she says um, so so picture the scene she saw the man selling fizzy drinks or pop as we used to call it and when I got home in my post was a flyer for an autograph signing event one of the guest stars was Robin Asquith lots of love Kelly Robin Asquith of confessions with a confessions of a window cleaner driving instructor he's he's at an autograph signing event I'm, I'm a huge fan of his work. I won't have a word said against well, him. Well, I'll tell you something about Robin. Are you familiar with Robin Asquith? Not very, no. Alan, you look confused. He, he used to get naked in all the films. They were sort of soft. Um, oh, right. They were sexy films. Yeah, yeah. but you know, I mean, they weren't rude, rude, but they were rude. Uh-huh. And um, I was working at the Warwick Arts Centre, uh-huh. and uh, he was on... I was doing stand-up in the uh, on part, and he was on... I think he was doing... Uh, Dario Fo's uh, Rise and Fall of Arturo Ui. What was it really? And I went past his dressing room and he, he called out and said hello and stuff. And he was completely naked. And I oh thought, my God. He, does he ever wear clothes, Robin <laughs> Esquith, at all? <laughs> so I saw him absolutely in situ. It was, it was perfect. You think in all those films that they were saying, all right, we've got you the costume. And he's like, oh, I don't bother about no, that. That'd be fine. Yeah. That's not my thing. I don't really do costumes. But it was, it's kind of incredible. It's like. Um, Walking in on the the man who does the go compare ads and he's singing the go compare thing, yeah. it's like, you know, like he's that all the time. I, I couldn't breathe. I like the confessions films, Frank, because you could be a lady and you didn't have to bother about personal grooming so much. I remember seeing Jill Gascoigne playing a sexy lady in one oh, of them, yeah. and she had a bruise on her leg, and she was like, had a negligee. I, I have to say, I love a bruised leg. <laughs> in a seventies film, sexy lady with a bruised leg. She's allowed. <laughs> you're allowed to have bruises then. You see a lot of um, sort of that middle range models with bruised legs. <laughs> I remember. Um, what was that girl that used to be a bit of a sex symbol in Coronation Street? Tracy Shaw. Oh, yeah. There was a oh, fabulous a shot of her sitting in a shopping trolley. I know that, that picture, Frank. And her legs. Oh, oh the gusset. I know it. Either <laughs> she drinks a lot or she's a very devout Catholic. But her <laughs> knees were black and blue. <laughs> I'm leaving the other option in case anyone's... Uh, <laughs> not going there. Oh, dear. Not going there. Don't go there. <laughs> It'd be right. rude. It'd be Don't rude go there. That's what they say, isn't it? People. Hey, don't go there. This is 
Jones, Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. I saw a uh, thing in the paper the other day that I wanted to mention to you. I'm uh, I'm interested to know if if you have similar um, fitness fads as I do. There's mm. a, uh, a woman in the paper who has lost 143 pounds, and that's weight, not money, although Ten. possibly... Ten stone? Po- possibly money as well, by learning how to mm. hula hoop. She basically spins a hula hoop around her waist. I read about this woman. Sadly, mm. they did a before and after picture. Loads and loads of after pictures. Which was which? Oh, OK. But in the before picture, <laughs> she's wearing a black dress that's got a sort of a shiny belt around it. <laughs> And, and it does look like she's stuck in a hula hoop. Oh, no. That is like a badly wrapped table napkin. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's exactly like that. Yeah. Oh, that would be terrible. She thought, I'm going to start hula hooping. <laughs> Don't get it. Oh, yeah, exactly. what a Don't way be, to be. Like that picture's day one. <laughs> now, I read it. The thing that stuck in my mind is that it said, um, <laughs> I mean, God bless. How old was she? How heavy was she at? It's she a, was originally she was two hundred and eighty eight pounds. What's that? That's twenty stone, isn't it? Something like that. Yeah. And we say what's that in real money at some yeah. point. Yeah, I think it's, it, that's twenty stone. And um, it said that she was asked to leave a fairground ride because the safety bar wouldn't close over her stomach. Oh, that's awful. I mean, yeah, that's. That Do you know what? That's a, that's a look within yourself moment. Or when, outwardly, when yeah. someone from the fairground. Comments yeah, on your physical appearance. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you think he said? By the way, we also have a freak show here. Um, here's my card. <laughs> and, and also, just when the fairground are saying on health and safety yeah. grounds, <laughs> we can't allow this. Uh, yeah. You've you really grow, crossed the line. You grow, do you think you could grow a beard? <laughs> um, well, I. I mean, it's a great... I, 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 as you know, I'm, I'm a hula hoop enthusiast. I've done it twice in the last year. <laughs> you had a massive row with Kath once because you didn't think she was suitably enthusiastic about hula hooping on New Year's Eve. Am I right? That, yes, that's true. Oh, I, we, I did a couple of classes in hula hooping. Mm. I found it really, really enjoyable. Mm. I, don't, I, mean, I don't know if, I, if one would... You'd have to do a lot of it to lose weight. You do sweat, though. Mm. Well, if you sweat, then that's it. It's yeah, cardio. Yeah, it's doing it. I like this is the idea of this woman sat around <laughs> eating snack food and said to her husband, I wonder if there's any other kind of hula hoop which would help me <laughs> to lose weight <laughs> rather than gain it. Well, hold on, let's have a look on the internet. It's a funny thing. It makes me think of sort of 1960s health farms, though. I do worry a bit about the aesthetics when you're doing it. How do, how do you look? Is it one of those things you should no, do alone think, in a room? I think you're good. You look well, Frank, um, you're snake hipped. So yeah, well, you do. You look yeah. very, you look very snaky hipped. I tell you what, it's a, the great incentive is if you don't do it in a carpeted room, because I did it in what what I would call a gymnasium. Oh, and the sound of a hula hoop hitting oh. the floor is horrible. Mm. So that so you wiggle like there's no tomorrow because um, like there's no tomorrow back with. <laughs> Um, because Tracy uh, Shaw tomorrow back with <laughs> 1996 on Absolute Radio <laughs> <laughs> no, but you do it, it's an incentive to keep going I, I just find it very satisfying and you can do mm. tricks you can go walk about with it you can yeah and all that. What do you mean? Go walk about? Take it for you a walk? Can, you, you just you walk around uh, with it. Oh. Stroll. Oh, I see. I can do that whilst juggling. I'm. I'm I'm can you? A reasonably good juggler. Is that right? I've like no, no idea. Yeah, yeah, do you can, know you strike me as a juggler? I can juggle clubs. You're and so deep. 
Not, it's so not very deep. All so it means is that for a certain period of teenage years, you did not have a girlfriend and you practiced juggling instead. That's all it really means. You, know, you need when to you do see a juggler in your street, life. You need to pity them. Are you suggesting that women basically waste time that could be used more constructively? Is that what? Well, is that the upshot of I that think, statement? I think it would have been more constructive to have had a girlfriend rather than practice juggling. <laughs> That's Maybe, what I'm saying. But I would, I'd sometimes think the lonely get a lot more done. <laughs> <laughs> Well, every cloud. <laughs> yeah. Every clown has a silver oh, lining. That's what they say. Mm. <laughs> Does it? No, they don't think they do, do that. I like the idea that there's hula hooping classes that you stopped yeah. going to. And uh, why was that? Did they not keep you well, in the loop? They weren't. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. I thank you. They, um, what happened was that they, they're at a sort of a... Are you aware of Shampneys? The, the, the oh, yeah, yeah. Spa. I'm very aware of I, it. I like to call it a health somehow spa. ended up on yes. their email list. As, so many things. You end up on people's spam lists. Don't yeah, you? it's a shame the phrase health farm has disappeared. It's much better than spa. Spa, mm. yeah. No, I'm a, I'm and a it regular. Is, it's got an old-fashioned um, sort of uh, 50s feel to it, which I really like. It is like a health farm. Mm. So you didn't, you didn't have a hula hoop at home as well? You no, well, I, I, bought, I went to a class there. When I came home, I bought a hula hoop. I was so, oh, uh, okay. so smitten. I'd love to have seen him in that class. Were there, were there the, those ladies, you know, the sort of ones that look like Elton John with the, in the leotards? Well, there was a, it was a mix. It was a hodgepodge. Oh, oh was it? There was. I, I think I was the only man in there, but there was. Um, there was. You know, pretty ladies mm. and less pretty ladies. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did. I, I have, if I'm going to be brutally honest, now that hula hoop, I don't think I've picked it up for six months. There's oh. the rob. It's like oh, the ice cream maker of the fitness world, or something, isn't it? Like yeah. The pasta maker. It's, it's a terrible. It's like. Um, it's like the ball. We've got the big ball, you know. Oh, have you? The oh, big yeah. exercise ball. We've all got that. And we, I mean, I, I never, I never exercise. I don't think Kath does. Mm-hmm. No. Um, and what we do, we use it as furniture. Yeah. If we have a few people round, we say, "No, you, you have no, you sit there. I'll, I'll get the ball." Yeah. <laughs> oh, then, it's like the puff, the modern day puff. Yeah, then exactly. And then, uh, then I, I sit on the ball, mm-hmm. which has got a sort of a space hopper. Yeah. If you can imagine. <laughs> If you can imagine a beheaded space hopper, it's like sort of horrible. It is, yeah, it's like that, but functional. It's like a Jetsons dinner party. They're all sort of floating. It's quite futuristic, isn't it? Well, there's only one ball, but I I think you know, out of deference to the guests, I should be on the ball. Mm -hmm. And Kath couldn't sit on the ball at the moment. She'd look like um, you know, two fat ladies out of Lucas. (laughs) Exactly. She'd look like a Mister Man. She's heavily pregnant, in case I'm not suggesting she's, uh, she needs the hula hoop. Mm. But I, 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 it's a sad thing with that, those things that lie there that you thought you were going to use a lot. Mm. And, oh, uh, yeah. yeah. I have a lot with uh, foreign language tape. Oh, Rosetta tapes. Stone. Yes. Oh, really? Is that yes. the thing? Well, what I do when I go away with people, sometimes I lie. And I say, I can speak the language better than I can. Oh, no. And then it catches up with you, because then you're about to, you know, about to take off. <laughs> so I said, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm quite good at French, actually. I'll be all right. I'll get us through this. When I lived with oh, David no. Baddiel, he told me he was fluent in Italian. <laughs> <laughs> and then when we started doing fantasy football, we had cause to film in, in Italy. <gasps> and they said, well, we'll, oh. need, we'll need a translator. I said, no, need. Dave, Dave speaks fluent Italian. And no. he said... You did that on purpose. I no, I honestly believe it. <laughs> well, why lie? Yeah, <laughs> you just write in sketches based in Italy for years. Going, yeah, yeah, we could do this. Yeah. What happened? Relive the moment of humiliation. He said, "Look, I'll be honest with you. I can't." <gasps> 
He basically lied. He said, I, he said, I lived in Italy for a bit. I said, and he, he always told me, I used to live in Italy. I think it was like two weeks. It was a holiday. <laughs> <laughs> I used to live in Italy. I we once had met a backpacker thing. who said, if you've been in a place three weeks, you've lived there. That's it. You've lived yeah. in that place if you've been there. Well, three he weeks. told me, uh, is it grade nine you can get to in music, or is it grade, grade eight? What's, is that the highest? Yeah, that's the highest grade right. eight. He told me, he said, I'm grade eight piano. I said, oh, amazing. So we had a woman up, a young girl, we got up to play piano when he was doing this show. And I said, oh, Dave, come play. Uh, Dave's grade eight. He said, what? I didn't actually take grade eight. I got, oh. to, but I think I was at that level. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I mean, why, why would, would I think less of him if he'd said to me I was grade seven I love I think I was at that level (laughs) I'm like that I think I'm a master level at karate but it's not been double checked in some time did you do karate I did a lot of karate you juggle you did karate you're an absolute closed book you are we must have talked about this already we've definitely talked about my black belt in karate definitely have we yeah I know know a little bit about his work and I got my uh, oh you knew I got my tooth put through my lip and out the bottom you know him so well (laughs) (laughs) I don't I feel I don't know you at all you're you're a mystery man (laughs) you like the uh, that bloke on the uh, sandy man port in the long cloak and the dog. Oh, one of my fa- I had a bit of a crush on him. He was one of my obscure crushes. <laughs> they called him Sandy Man because he used to have a physical relationship with wet, wet patches of beach. <laughs> he was in Korea. Very fine call back there. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, so I so my apartment is scattered with these these books. Well, I actually hide them in the makeup room now. But things it's like... precious little room in well, there. Well, I know. But the Turkish, <laughs> The makeup room. Not the makeup bag. <laughs> the makeup, makeup room. room. I know. Um, but I ha- like Turkish. I can speak a smattering of that. Can you? Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> yeah, but we can all do that. You see what I mean? I sometimes sit there making it up. That means I love you. How nice is that? I just said that to you as a friend. Okay. To voglia bene. What's that? I think that's I love you in Italian, isn't it? Oh, I don't know. Should we ask David Bedell? Oh, we won't know. (laughs) Tell you what, Jed Dixon won't be liking this bit, will he? Why not? Because Emily's telling everyone else she loves him. No, he'll probably have that as his his ringtone. He'll isolate that. Yeah. See, Jed, was, what was that? Comanche? Hell no! It was uh, Turkish. Turkish? Where is that? Another little scene from the Wild West Adventures of uh, Jed Dixon. This is Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio.